0: Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to our Romans Bible study here on this beautiful Monday morning, November the 4th, 2019, in my office. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad you're with us today. Hope you'd get your Bible. Pull out your smartphone. Surely you got a Bible app on your smartphone there while you're sitting at your desk, listening to this, watching this. Wherever you might be, I thank God that you've tuned in because God really has got some things to show you and me today in his word. And uh, this is part 18 today of chapter 8. And uh, we've got a long way to go before we ever even get through chapter 8. So uh, maybe the Lord Jesus Christ will come for us today and, and, uh, and we can finish this up elsewhere, Praise God. And, and I think we'll know a lot more when we were there with Him one day. Praise the Lord. But if you are watching today and, and you've caught me on Facebook on my Pastor Curtis uh, you know, Facebook page, or you, know, you need to know that we also upload all the things that we do here at Crossway Church to the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316 and the website thecrosswaychurch.com and if you're watching this on YouTube or the website you need to know that Monday and Thursday mornings at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here in my office we are broadcasting live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page this teaching of Romans and Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time in the studio we're studying the book of uh, Jude, And I would encourage you to tune in uh, for that as well. And all those sessions are being uploaded, as I said, to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. But if you live anywhere in this area, join us on Friday mornings at 9 with your cup of coffee, your pencil, paper, and your Bible for one hour. And you will be just blessed beyond what you can imagine as we dig into God's Word and let Him teach us the things we need uh, to be taught. He's the only one that can teach us. Man can't teach man. Man can share God's Word with man, but the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And I just thank the Lord for that. And uh, again, I just want to remind everybody to be praying about our Bibles to Inmates program. We mail six expositor study Bibles every week to inmates across the land. They're requesting those Bibles. We, at this very... T- these are the letters that we have. They're piling up. Uh, I put colors on them to keep them in order so I don't know who to see them first, to. but they're from Angledon, Texas, Dallas, Texas, uh, Henderson, Texas, Rocheron, Texas, Teague, Texas, and many other places... Do we send in inmates these Bibles? But they're requesting these Bibles because they see their friend, their cellmate, or whatever the case may be, have the Bible. Recently, I got a letter uh, from an inmate requesting one of these Bibles. Said that he was reading his uh, his cellmate's uh, Bible, the Expositor Study Bible. And he said, Pastor, I'm converting from Islam. So praise the Lord for that. The reason we send these expository study Bibles to the inmates is because this really is the best Bible on the planet. And the reason I say that is because all the notes in this Bible is pointing you to the cross of Christ, the work of Christ, his righteous work, so that you can make sure you are in the faith and not just going through the motions and something deceitful and deceptive, but the notes in this Bible point you to Jesus and what he did at Calvary. That's what makes it the best Bible on the planet praise God, Hallelujah and don't forget to pray for our other crossway church in Queen and uh, I'm sorry, in Wichita Falls, Texas four and a half hours uh, uh, west of here. and pastors Colton and Casey Hill will be moving there this coming weekend from Athens, Tennessee to take that church over. They found a home and just be praying they would find jobs and that the Lord's favor would be upon them in the building of that church. And, and we, just, we just praise God for what he's doing. We've been going into Wichita Falls now for one year and we've, uh, you know, we've got us a building now. We've had it for the last two or three months. And so God is on the move in Wichita Falls, Texas. As far as I know, it'll be the first cross-preaching church the way we speak of cross-preaching church, the true gospel in Wichita Falls, Texas right now. So praise God for that, and let's get into the Word today. Romans chapter 8, and again, this is part 18, and we're going to start in verse 15. The last couple of sessions, we've We've touched on verse 14. We've touched on verse 16. Last two or three sessions, but we've kind of just ran over because we were talking about how verse 14 is related to verse 16 and so on. But today in verse 15, the Bible says, For you you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Father. And uh, We want to break that down. We want to talk about this scripture today because it's very precious to us Christians who are striving to live after the Spirit, striving to love God, striving to be obedient to the Lord, learning the truth of God's Word. We are being blessed in these last days. The message of the cross is God's declaration that He made through Moses when He came down off the mountain and they built a golden calf. Who's on the Lord's side? Those who hear the message of the cross is God's who's on the Lord's side. And because that's the only way you can walk with God, be in agreement with God, be in the faith as if your faith is exclusively in Christ and what He did at Calvary. Hallelujah. And, and, and the declaration is going out. The ministers today, that small remnant of preachers, are preaching this message. They're, they're becoming determined to know absolutely nothing else. They're not going backwards and beginning to dabble in, in the things that God brought them out of. They're just pressing ahead. They're pressing ahead, and I praise God for those. Some have come out of certain things, but now they're going back dabbling in, all for uh, deceptive reasonings. God will never take you back in what he brought you out of. I'm talking about... The bondages, the the things that are there, and bon- things you've you've preached, or you've taught on that you're going to have to get up and come out of those places. But yet we still see ministers dabbling in those places where at one time we preached we got to get up and get out. And now we're reaching back and dabbling, and all for the psychological, uh, fleshly reasonings. In God's eyes, they won't fly. It won't cut it. Whatever He brings us out of, we got to stay out of, and we got to keep going. And the only reason God will send us back into anywhere is Moses sent the people back into the golden calf builders from which they had come out was with the sword. With the sword. And we don't take a physical, a literal uh, metal sword and go back in and kill people like they did in that story in Exodus. But we do now that God has brought us out, we take the sword of the Spirit, the Word of the Lord in righteousness and truth back into. We don't we don't we don't dabble in anything God brought us out of outside the reasoning of sharing the determined exclusive way of Christ and Him crucified. They must know that this is the message and any other message. Outside of faith and grace, outside of the Word of God pointing to Christ and what he did at Calvary, you can just forget it. That's man doing something with man, to man, for man, by man. But when God gets involved, it'll be because we return to the cross, hallelujah, it's good to know that today, isn't it, and I know uh, people who disagree, that, well, they're those who, are, they didn't come out from the golden calf builders, they're not going to come out, but there is a remnant that's going to come out, they're going to be convicted of sin, the sin of trusting in other things other than what Christ did at Calvary, hallelujah, so, in verse 15, we see the Bible tells us, Christians, that we have not received the Spirit of bondage again to fear. That's not the spirit we received. We received, when we believed upon Christ and what he did for us at Calvary, we received the spirit of adoption. And that word adoption means placement. We were placed somewhere. Where? In the family of God, as sons and daughters of God. We went from being children of the devil, living in fear, and the whole world, the lost world, is fearful. I don't care if they puff up and have the strongest arms and chest and, the, and and all this look like they're not scared of anything. If you're lost, you're living in fear. Let me say it again. If you're lost and without Christ, you may put on a big show like a big dog, like you're not scared of anything, but the reason you're putting on that show is because you're terrified. The spirit of fear is not just being a little scared. Listen, the spirit of fear is a is a is a is a is a, is a spirit of terror because you don't know, fear torments. That's what God says. And it doesn't matter what man says. God says that there is there's torment in fear. And if if you're lost and without Christ, you're in torment to some degree because you're living in fear. <coughs> Sorry. But if we're born again, the Bible says here that we have received the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. And the word Abba there, when you look it up, it means Father. So it's we cry, Father, Father. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you, Father, for sending your son, Jesus, your only begotten son, that he might lay his life down for me and for all the world and all who believe upon him, he will be able to lead many sons and daughters to glory. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Uh, But we need to understand something, that we have received the spirit of adoption. And I want to give you some more scriptures today concerning that. Uh, Very good. Uh, Galatians 4 and 5 says that Christ did what he did at Calvary to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And again, adoption means placement. You've been, pl- and we'll see it here in a few moments as Paul goes on to explain the intensity of what this really means. But Galatians 4, 5 again tells us that Jesus redeemed us that were under the law, that those of us who believed upon him, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And Ephesians 1, 5 tells us, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. You see, we have to be with him. According to the good pleasure of his will, he predestinated us unto the adoption of children, God did, by Jesus Christ to himself. Romans 5 and 5 says, And hope makes not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us, and really that verse is for something else. But we've been adopted. We're sons and daughters of God. What does that mean? That means that we're in Christ, hidden in God, we're no longer lost, we're found, we're no longer blind, we see, we're no longer deaf, we hear, we're no longer lame, we walk, We're no longer children of the devil. We're children of God. We're no longer on our way to hell. We're on our way to heaven. We're no longer living in a way that we just survive and exist. Now we're actually experiencing life as we experience Christ, for he is our life. Think about that. And we cry, Father, Father 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 every i mean instead of uh looking for this and that and and these gimmicks and schemes you got to be careful because the church is 95 99% full of scheme schemes and gimmicks today but those who are still in the faith those who initially cried out to God through faith in Jesus Christ when they heard the gospel, I accept the gospel, save me. The moment you were saved, and we'll see it today, that our spirit bared witness with the Holy Spirit that we were the children of God, and our de- and our cry was, Father, Father, thank you for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you for giving me life." And the thank yous go on and on and on. Let me say something this morning. A thankful heart is going to carry you a long, long way if your faith is right. Folks walking around saying, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We just get stuck in a rut in habitual things saying thank you. If your faith is right, you're going to be thankful. If you're murmuring and griping about everything and you got carried off all into of the political realm, you, you got carried off all into the uh, don't eat this and don't take that and all oh, do's and all oh, we can't be up all that stuff, and that's your prerogative to do whatever you want to do. But those who are in the faith, focused on Christ and the leading of the Holy Spirit, those who have their faith literally in the sacrifice, not just because they're going to a church that's preaching the message, but those who have their faith in the death of Jesus Christ, what he there did as he was humble and obedient unto death, and that same spirit, not just that raised Jesus from the dead, but that also led him to the place of death, through a humble and obedient act. That same Spirit, not just the Spirit that raised Him from the dead, because it's the same Spirit that raised Him from the dead that led Him to the place of death. And you and I are called to be being conformed into His death, being made conformable unto His death. Hallelujah. In this life, our life, is to live the crucified life. Our faith must be in the death of Jesus, the burial of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. But the burial and the resurrection didn't justify you from sin, didn't crush the devil's head. That's not in your Bible. Hallelujah. I'm glad we know this. We're learning these awesome things today. Get back to point here. We didn't re- receive the spirit of bondage again unto fear. All bondages has fear with it and every person on the planet right now who's trusting in some golden calf, the purpose driven the government of 12, anything even that we make up together. Well, if, if you know and I'll have to tell on myself years ago before I knew the truth, the sanctifying truth how to live for God without sin dominating my life, before I knew the answer for victory, daily victory before I knew it, people would come crying and, and begging preacher, if you don't tell me how to, how to find deliverance, I'm going to lose everything I got. And I would say, well, are you in church every week? Are you tithing and get? are you studying the word? Are you, are you doing, are you doing, you doing? And see, nothing we do will deliver from sin, not initially and not daily. That's law. What we do is law. What Christ did is grace. Which one are we trusting in? See how simple and kindergarten that is. Well, brother, it's okay for us to do things. Listen, law is what we do. Grace is what God did in Christ at Calvary. Which one are we trusting in? If we're trusting in what we're doing, then that's what we're doing ourselves, and that's self-righteousness. If we're trusting in what God did in Christ at Calvary, that's the avenue of the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's good stuff. I hope you're writing it down. I hope you're getting it because I know if you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches in these last days, you are going to come out from among the dead. There are many dead in the church today. I'm talking about Christians who are dead and blind again. That's right. The Bible says that can happen. Read Revelation 3, 1 through 6 and Romans 7, verse 9. Read it. It's there. Okay, now watch this. Verse 16. Well, let's talk a little bit more about verse 15. We're adopted. We're adopted. Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. God became man. You know, there's teachers out there that say if we would have known what Jesus knew, we could have been the Son of God. That Ken Copeland teaching all that Jesus died, spiritually demonic, devilish stuff. Let me tell you something, folks. His Jesus is not my Jesus. His Jesus is not the Bible Jesus. The Apostle Paul said there would be other Jesuses, other Gospels, other spirits. That's one of them. And people that follow him are following him and really following the one he's following, and that's Satan. And you need to understand that today. I don't know what we, we're, we're just so ignorant in the church, and I'm not being ugly, but we just think every message that's harsh and blunt is always about everybody but us. When will, when will we get back to the place where we can be convicted of sin, convicted of being wrong? We'll get up and admit we don't know everything. and all this kind of stuff that sounds spiritual and makes us look humble, but when God shows up to give us the truth to convict us and change the path we're on, when are we gonna learn to take that conviction of the Holy Spirit and follow Him, His leading? And don't worry about what mom and dad, son, daughter, best friend and preacher think. Follow the leading of the Spirit. Think about that. We've been adopted. We're not the only begotten sons of God. We're adopted sons and daughters of God. We've been grafted in. Think about that. Jesus teaches. We've been grafted in to the true vine. Hallelujah. We need to remember that. But the good news is, look at verse 16, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, I read in a commentary, and bless their hearts, none of us really get it all right, not every little detail, we just don't get it right, we're just not going to get it all right. Uh, until we see Jesus, and then we're going to be like him, know him as he knows us, and we're going to have it right then, praise God, but we're going to miss it, so when I'm reading commentaries, and and, you know, and and I read things that I don't agree with, uh, it's okay, I just kind of mark them out with an ink pen so nobody else will have to read it that comes behind me when I die and gets my books, and uh, so I won't have to put them through that pain, and, uh, but Let me say that in this commentary because the Bible here uses the word with. Watch this, verse 16, Romans 8. The Spirit itself, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, God, the Holy Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And this And this commentary says that because the Bible says with our spirit, that it just, he says not to our spirit, but it is to our spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is communicating to us. He's the one that confirms that we are believing right. He's the one that offers that which is truth in righteousness for us to believe. And when we believe it, listen, our spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. There is a a witness there. There's an agreement there. There's a communication there. We believe the gospel the Spirit of God offered us. We've believed it. We've received it. And we allowed him to lead us into the saving truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we did, he immersed us into the very death of Jesus, Romans 6, 3. Not water baptism, the death of Christ. That's where we were immersed into the very body of Christ. Because we were crucified with him in the eyes of God. God looked at Calvary. He looked at his son. He saw his son dying for the sins of all humanity. But he also saw every person's faith who would ever be in Christ. And he saw us represented perfectly by the last Adam, Jesus Christ. He also saw us being put to death with Him. Hallelujah. It's the only way you can be buried with Him and raised to newness of life in Him. It's the only way you can live in victory today is if your faith is in what He did for you at the cross. There's no other way of victory. And I'm thankful for that. But the Spirit of God bears witness with our Spirit. That means there's communication there. I remember in 1994, after having been saved in 1972, November of 1972, I'd been born again as a young boy and knew I was born again. I my testimony is not that I wasn't saved, although I did go back out in the world, and Christians can do that. Just because somebody dabbles in sin, goes back out in the world doesn't mean they're lost. It just means they, they've lost their way. They're 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 not being led of the spirit any longer. Christians who don't believe that, well, you better hope I'm right because we've all sinned and We're all going to sin. We, We hate sin. We don't want to sin. Sin breaks our heart, and we don't make excuses for sin. But unfortunately, we're surrounded by it. We still have a sin nature, although it's dormant as long as our faith is in Christ. But yet, we're still bent in our flesh because of what the sin nature did to us from the fall of Adam. So, you need to just face it. But, uh, I forgot where I was going there. But the Spirit of God, in 1994, I'd been away from the Lord, and I heard a guy sharing just sharing the basics of the gospel, and you've heard me tell it before if you've followed me very long at all. And on that day, I didn't know it really until last night. As I was studying this, the Lord ministered this to me and told me last night, this is exactly what happened to you in 1994 in the month of June in the middle of the day on your job. See, I had been saved and when I heard that gospel and in the middle of the day on on my job that day, I said inside me, I heard the gospel coming forth at me and inside me I said, I do believe that. Do you believe it today? I'm not talking about, well, yeah, you know, I believe it. No, I'm talking about that desperate, that this is, I do believe it. See, what was happening that day for me, and the Lord revealed this to me just last night sitting on my couch, that the Holy Spirit, God said, I was bearing witness with your spirit that you were a child of God. And the way that you were going wasn't the way of a child of God. But there was a witness bear there by the Spirit and a reminder to me that I was a child of God. I knew I was. And, I, and once again in that moment, I, the whole process in the twinkling of an eye was, I do believe that. And why am I living the way I'm living? Why am I caught up in all this stuff I'm caught up in? And let me tell you something, folks. When the Lord got a hold of this old wayward Christian, this prodigal son who'd gone wayward and was in a pig pen, doing drugs, selling drugs, just had the worldly look, the earrings, the tattoos, the long hair. I mean, I, you wouldn't have no clue that I'd ever been born again. And there are millions of Christians like that today. They've lost their way. It's a dangerous place to be. But I believe that God sends the gospel to those people who are His. And they get to choose again. As I chose that day, I chose, and that's key, I chose that day. And there was a witness being bare there. And the proof is this. That day when I chose, when I said, I do believe this. I do believe that Jesus died for me and that he's coming back for me. So why am I living like this? I believe the Spirit of God offered me through that man who was just talking out loud to everybody, just sharing the the basics of the gospel. And when I said I do believe that, it was from the heart God moved and my whole life changed. Because it wasn't just a nonchalant, well, yeah, you know, I believe that. No, it was from the heart again. It was. It has to be from the heart. That's what's wrong with the church. We've we've lost our way. We've gotten off track. We we think just going to church is making us right with God. Just reading a chapter a day and or doing this or no, but it's the gospel I have to cling to, and I have to remind. I I do believe this. This is what I believe. This is what I'm trusting in. And man, in that moment, everything changes because there is a witness that takes place with the Holy Spirit. Look at it again. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And that's what happened to me that day in 1994. I am a child of God. Why am I living this way? Hallelujah. I know this is going to have an effect on you today because this is how God moves in the wayward Christian's life. Only through the gospel. Only through the gospel. Everything else, we can put a tag on it. We can stamp it, God. But if it's not the righteousness of God being revealed in the gospel, faith can't come for me to go from faith to faith. Read Romans 1, 16 and 17. Please go to the website, thecrosswaychurch.com or the YouTube channel and listen to the last two messages we've ministered here at Crossway Church entitled, Christian Transition. We cannot go from faith to faith if the righteousness of God is not being revealed in the gospel to us. That's right, the entirety of God's word, he will present the gospel in all of it to us because Jesus said the scriptures are about him. And what makes him precious to us and the scriptures alive, alight, and everything they are to us is the good news of Jesus. That means what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Isn't this good news? Praise God. I can't believe it's nine o'clock already. I just can't believe it. I've got to go a little extra today because of the commercial at the beginning. So praise God. Let's look at this and we can't stay much longer, but the spirit itself, the whole, can you imagine this? God almighty living inside of you. Aren't you thankful that my Lord, God, 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 Oh, he blessed the people, his people of the old covenant, but he had to have a, a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day, and he had to do all these things to, to lead him and guide him. but he has moved inside of us. He dwells inside of us. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And now every moment of every day in every situation and circumstance on the mountaintop and in the valley, praise God, His Spirit can be bearing witness that with our spirit, in communication that we are the children of God, Hallelujah! And when and listen, when when that is taking place, it don't take place in a wayward child of God's life, but when he come, listen, when he comes back to the cross through the gospel, when he comes back to the way of the cross then the experience of verse 17, and all I can do today is read it, but the everybody say the experience. That's right, the experience. See, there's our position is one thing. It's in Christ at the right hand of God right now. But our condition and our experience, God's very interested in that. He's very interested in that. And it's very important that your faith remain in Christ and Him crucified alone. And don't add anything to the object of your faith. When you do, you're going to eliminate yourself from verse 17. Let's read it. And if you're children, we should say, because you are children of God, then you're heirs. You're heirs of God, not heirs of a priest, heirs of a father with two or three million. You're heirs of God, who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the heavens and the earth are His, and all that are in it. Glory to God, and you're an heir of God and joint heir with Christ. With Christ, everybody say with Christ, because if we're not with Christ, it means uh, that we're not going to experience what's ours as children if we're not walking with Christ, if, if if we're not with him. And the only way to be with Christ is to be faith in what he did at Calvary because there we're crucified with him, buried with him, and raised to newness of life in him. Hallelujah. Oh, I hope you're getting this today. Join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. We'll take off right here this coming Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. Please tune in. Let's roll together. Let's make this a together Bible study. Let's grow along together. Let's run this race together. Let's always be able to look over and to see each other in this race together. Locked arms in truth. Bearing about the fruits of Christ's righteousness. God bless you. I love you. Don't forget about the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. The website. The Crossway Church and the Spreaker app for your smartphone, which my channel is for those who have ears to hear, and our church has an app as well, Crossway Church. God bless you. I'll see you Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. And until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.